0: Hey, everyone. Good to see you, Chair City Church. Glad you joined us. So life is a journey. Perhaps you've heard that saying before. From the moment we're born, we are taking steps. Well, sooner than later, we're taking steps. And those steps have an impact on our life. We have a lot going on in what we call life nowadays. In this summer of 2020, COVID-19, matters, discussion, intense, consequential, relating to race, government, election. And when you look in the Bible, you'll see in the Old Testament that the people of Israel saw life as a kind of a a pilgrimage, meaning a journey, that, that they were passing through this world, going to somewhere greater. And when you look in the New Testament, Similar, they did not see this life on earth as the final destination. It wasn't all that there was. They were passing through as well. So this life is part of a journey, and we believe here that the best is yet to come. Though we are in the middle of a journey, and God wants us to take steps forward, moving towards him. In the psalm we're going to read from today, There's a group of psalms called the Psalms of Ascents, meaning upwards. And these psalms are songs the Jewish people would sing as they were going up to the city of Jerusalem to participate in the feast, religious festivals where they would, celebratory and sacrificial, where they would worship God. And I believe they were the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Pentecost, and maybe the Feast of Tabernacles. And as they were going there, they would sing these songs, what we call psalms. Uh, as they were going up to Jerusalem, to they were looking up to God. They were preparing their hearts, posturing their hearts towards God. So God has us on this journey. This is not our final destination. We are passing through. And as we do that, we want to make sure that we are on the move forward and upward, upward towards God, taking steps to get closer to Him. See, in our lives, we are either going up or we are going down. For a very short period, do we remain kind of stagnant in the same place? It's why we say here, every day in every way, we're getting better and better. We want to have that mindset, that culture of moving forward. Now, it's a very turbulent time in our nation, very so much so. Yesterday, my family and I, we went to the beach for the first time this summer, which is really, as I've told you, many of you, Christy loves the beach. It's really unusual for that to happen. Now, because of COVID-19, we had to pay $40 to park to go to the beach. We could only remain on the beach for a restricted amount of time from 9 to 4 p.m. And really, we like to go to the beach in the later part of the day and stay there closer to dusk. It's 6 to 8, we think, is the best time to be on the beach. Not able to do that, even for 40 bucks. So the cost of money, the changing, of it just it's inconvenient. It's frustrating. It, it It just builds up. Certainly, there is so much good going on. But, hey, you know, we're good. We're together. We leave the beach on time, and we go to a an, a local ice cream place. And as we pull up in the car, uh, we see there's a line. It's not a lot of people, but because of social distancing there, you know, there's a long line, and everyone there has their mask on, so we g- grab our mask, and we put them on, uh, we want to be kind, we want to be considerate, even though we're outside near the ocean. And it's time to order, so the six of us go to the window. The windows are more than six feet apart. You have just really only those people ordering at each window. Very organized, very careful. And, as, and I place my order, and I'm waiting now for the ice cream. And I hear a woman from the window to my left yell across to my daughters, that to put their masks up because they're coming down, that their masks have come down a few times, so to be more careful and to put their masks up. Now, my girls are four to five feet behind me, so even farther from the woman, I estimate they're eight to ten feet from the woman. And we're outside, and they have masks covering their face. And on a few occasions while they were talking, you know, human beings, they they do this, they talk to each other. And being human, occasionally the mask has dipped below their nose. Before my girls could respond, I yelled over, they are fine. She is fine. Her mask is on. And she's being kind. That's why she has her mask on. So she is fine. And she began, the woman responded with, I have a master's degree in microbiology. I said, enough. My family and I will continue to be kind. We will be considerate. I said, my family and I will be considerate of you and we will have our mask on. She is fine. Do not address my daughter again. Very strange times. Very frustrating times. For some very difficult, people acting, saying, doing strange, peculiar things, uh, having a gender, looking for confrontation, either we are going to get better or we are going to get bitter. Either we are going to look down or we are going to look up. The Psalm of Ascent was all about looking up. The Psalms of Ascent were all about looking up to God. And they were all about going up. In this time, let's move closer to God. Let's not allow what's going on around us, with the words we're hearing, to bring us down. Remember, taking steps forward is not always easy. But God wants us to trust in Him and His Word, not in the words necessarily that we're hearing. So let's jump into Psalm 120. Psalm 120, right after Psalm 119, I'm not saying that because it's comical because Psalm 119 is the largest chapter in all the Bible, 176 verses. Psalm 120, verse 1 says, In my distress I called to the Lord, and he answered me. I cried out to God, Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. So what the psalmist is showing us here is that when you are down, you need to cry out. The writer of this psalm clearly is in a place of distress, despair, and he said, I cried out to the Lord, and the Lord heard me. As someone who's passing through life, at times there are going to be these significant struggles. Sometimes they will you'll have seasons of that, like what we're in now. Sometimes As believers, as Christians, like we said a few weeks ago, we don't want to pretend that everything is okay. We don't want to bottle it up. We see often in Scripture, people who love God, you know, where at times they could go be downcast. We don't want to act like we're immune to that or or, or that can't happen to us. But we do want to know that we do have a God who works through those problems. And, and not only works through those problems, but as we say continually here, works through those problems for our growth. Meaning mean, that, that as we're passing through life, God will use our problems to help us take steps towards him. He will use our problems to bring us up and to lift us up towards him. When you have those problems, it's important to recognize who do you cry out to? It will determine, are you going to go up or remain down? When we are faced with problems, often our first step is not to turn to God, is not to cry out to God. We might kind of glance towards God as people who profess to believe in God, but we then sort of move on. We turn to other people, to other voices, maybe even the voice of our Adversary, our enemy, Satan. And when we turn to these other people, they might not be the wisest choice and they might not have the wisest information to share with us. They might not give us good advice, especially if they don't know God, if they don't understand God, if they don't love God. That applies to friends and family and even counselors. We could be getting bad advice from people with good intention. And you could be paying people to do that for you. And all of this gradually leads us backward, not forward, can gradually contribute to us being down, not being lifted up. Sure, momentarily, we might have a sense that things are better, but as we now try to apply that to life, as we try and live out life in the midst of the struggles, we're not going up. And that's because we're not living from the word of the one who created us and created us to move upwards towards him. In Psalm 120, the writer cries out to the Lord. He says, the Lord heard me. And, he, and what does he say in verse 1? He's saying, hey, we, we get some insight as to what's going on, the, the kind of the background, the context. He says, Lord, deliver me from lying lips and a deceitful tongue. We see what's dragging the psalmist down is that people are speaking words against him, speaking words that are disturbing him, hurtful words, false words, confrontational words. So in this journey of life, as we're passing through, you and I have come to realize that there are many people that are alongside us, around us, in front of us, behind us in this journey. And some of those people, they might Lie, say deceitful things, exaggerate, twist things you say. They might say untrue things, hurtful things, disturbing things. And sometimes they might use those words against you. They they might have an agenda towards you. They might not be in agreement with you. Or they might say these things against someone you love or something or someone you care about or support. When you are down and out, when this comes upon you, when you sense, pause and sense, as I have recently, this kind of a conflict or turbulence going on in your head about what this one's saying, what that's being said, what's going on out there, pause and cry out to God. Look, if you're in this place, I relate. You know, there are times I hear things said about me or the church, and I'm fairly well connected to this church. It means a lot to me. There are things that have been said towards me or the church at a time that are just so inaccurate, out of context perhaps, you know, maybe a lot of ignorance. It's certainly incomplete when I usually hear them. And I will stop and say, hey, is there any truth to that? At times, like I said, it's just a complete falsehood. Sometimes people come out. Really, do they come and share that with me personally? I'll hear it from a secondary source and and then confirm it. Sometimes they do say it to me. Sometimes they put it out on social media. Now, I'm not so popular that, like, you know, every week or every month. But, you know, once or twice a year, there'll be something out there on social media. And I'm not really, like, plugged into that stuff. But, again, people might send it to me or let me know, hey, so-and-so did that. And again, it's not often fortunately, But and, and I'm so glad that we have a lot more people coming in and do going out, and I'm so glad that so many people, especially in this community, think so well of us, but it does hurt when some of that other negative uh, information comes to me, especially when it comes to me through my children, like my children, you know, they're out there, they're to and fro, they're around in people's homes, and and out and about in the church and serving and you know and there's four of them and there's one of me, <laughs> and they might hear something and and they will come and say, "Hey, Daddy, I, I heard this." Oh yeah, that that really that just oh, pokes me, pokes me deep into my heart because I now I know that there's a, a, a confusion or a cloud to them or there's a hurt in them, in addition to the word or would have been said that that is hurtful towards me or could be hurtful. So yeah, it, it can be hurtful and it can bring me. A bit, it can, you know, tend to bring me to a place of being a bit down. But the psalm, the writer in Psalm 120 says, deliver me from lies and deceit. <laughs> deliver, me from, deliver me from these distorted words. Lord, help me not to stay hurt. Help me, Lord, not to stay down. Lord, help me to not let this distract me from who you are and what you're doing in my life right now and the purpose that you've called me to and help me not be deterred to go upwards to where you are calling me to. No matter what comes against you, know that God is with you and that God is for you and cry out to him. The psalmist goes on to say in verses three through seven, what shall be given to you? And what more shall be done to you? He's talking, you of deceitful tongue, a warrior's sharp arrows with glowing coals of the broom tree. Woe to me that I sojourn in Meshach, that I dwell among the tents of Kadar. Too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. So the psalmist is giving us some background here to what's going on, who's lying about him. And he talks about these people who hate peace. Look, there are some people who hate peace. There are some people who live in turmoil. And what we want to glean into here, what the psalmist is telling us, what we want to know is that when words hurt, consider the source. The psalmist is surrounded by people who want to fight. They, like I said, they they just they they want confrontation. They're saying a lot of hurtful things, distorted things. And and as just refer, as I just mentioned, some people they just they struggle with peace. They 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 there's so much turmoil going on inside of them, there's so much conflict going on inside of them. They don't have, they have very little if no peace in them that they just can't have peace with other people. Eventually, sometimes initially. But if not, eventually, they go into conflict. And they say hurtful things. That are, and, and they say distorted things. And words can hurt when, when you're a recipient of them. And they can frustrate. Again, whether it's about you, someone you love, some, a, a church, or an organization, or, a, a cause, someone or something you care for, people are can be brazen they can be uncivil unthoughtful uh, they, they feel as i think what was going on right there at that ice cream stand they they feel they have a right to be brazen and uncivil and to share their opinion not even share it but is a better way to impose it right and 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 sometimes if you're fortunate like i was if that's maybe a, not the best word fortune to have it just person to person right there done. But oftentimes now, it can be done publicly. Things are said or insinuated or put out there for conflict. Because There are different ways you can say something, and it's done to millions of people at once. It's, when I say done to, it's shared with millions of people those hurtful words, actions to words towards you. Wow. When that happens, in any way, I want you to consider this: don't receive criticism from someone who you wouldn't take advice from. That's not being arrogant or condescending. It's just, just <laughs> say, you know, you know, I I really wouldn't go to this person probably for advice on on life and or certainly on my life and what's going on and how I'm living my life and what I'm doing. So I probably wouldn't want to take their criticism either. When it comes to criticism or lies, deceits, misleadings about you, and these words might tend to hurt you and and maybe bring you to a place of being downcast, consider the source. Ask yourself this, is that my heavenly Father speaking to me? Is that a person my heavenly Father is using to speak to me? To work through me? To bring me upwards towards him? See, people changed by God are used by God to change other people. Yes? That's glorious. But hurt people hurt people. Consider the source. The psalmist realizes the source of words that are being used against him are from people that he does not think well of, that he would not want to share life with right now. He's he, he, struggling even to live amongst them. He says in Psalm 22, long have I had my dwelling amongst those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when, when I speak, they are for war. He's saying, I, don't, I want peace. I don't want the violence. I don't want the conflict. I don't want the disruption, but they want conflict. When words hurt, consider the source. It could be coming from a person who is hurting and who has been hurting and for the most part just has lived their life primarily from hurt. And hurt people hurt people. Think to yourself, what does God say? <laughs> that really pours and dwell on what does God say? This is most important. This is the weight on the scale. What do godly people in your life say? That's important also. Look to God as your source of affirmation. Look to God as your source of assurance. Look to God as your source of comfort. He is a God of comfort. And let that not just be something you're reading like a text. Let it be life to you. So we're going to move forward now from Psalm 120 to Psalm 121, which is also a psalm of ascent. And Psalm 121, verses 1 through 8, it says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. What the psalmist is telling us is, remember how good the Lord is. God is good. We see in Psalm 120... The first psalm we were reading from, the psalmist is, is struggling. He's a bit in despair. He's, he's frustrated. He's down. And then we see the same psalmist in Psalm 121. He what? He's turning to the goodness of God. He's looking up to the goodness of God. He says, my help is from God, the God who created me, who made all things in this world the one who spoke everything into existence. My help comes from a God who brings light out of darkness. That's a powerful perspective. That's a, that's a huge shift in how that psalmist and how you and I see the circumstances around us and to the words we're hearing that are coming into our ears and into our hearts and into our minds. Try and catch yourself when your perspective of life, of you, is drifting downward. Catch it and pause it and realize I am not made and I was not created to go downward, but upward. Pause and look to God. Know he's there. Know that he is your helper. A lot of hurtful things are said. A lot of words are being said with, with what I call teeth in them and bad things are being said, because people can be bad, but God isn't bad, God is good. The psalmist is surrounded by people with bad intentions, but he looks to God, he looks to the good. The Bible calls us to take our eyes off of people and place them on the Lord, to see what the Lord is doing, to see what the Lord has done. Truly, I believe if you pause and look to God, you can see the goodness that he has done in your life. I'm having to do this, this week in particular, so often. He will not, God will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He's not going to turn from you. He's not going to be apart from you. Behold, it says, he who keeps Israel will neither sleep nor slumber. God keeps those he loves, meaning he has you. He's holding on to you. He's got you, and he is for you. It says the Lord is your keeper. No matter what happens between the sun coming up and the moon rising, meaning always God has you, meaning he's a trustworthy God. He is worthy of your trust. Remember, this is the same God, the God that sent Jesus, who is fully man and fully God, on a rescue mission for you. God sent his only son, Jesus, to take away your sins. Those things that, you know, how you've lived your life, you've missed a target, maybe because of hurtful words mm, that will come into your life. That's distorted how you see yourself and how you see see this world. You've taken certain paths in life. You've made certain decisions. It's affected you that you're living out in a way that's so far apart from your Father in heaven. Hear His voice today. Hear God calling out to you today. Turn to God today and move upward. Make the choice to know that God loves you. Make the choice to trust in Jesus today. He is here now. God is beginning a work in you to take you up. Now, the way up and the only way up is to trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right here, right now, with all of your being, all of your life. And you would take that first step by saying words similar to this. Jesus, I give you my life Forgive me of my sins. Oh God, I turn to you now. I know you're doing a work in me to bring me upward. I trust in Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. I want to follow Jesus and live my life for him. Amen. Now, if you said that prayer, the Bible says you've begun a new relationship with Jesus. The old is gone. The new has come. It's a beautiful thing. And if that's you, If you're on a device, at the bottom, you'll see a a link that you can click on. If you're watching this on a TV or maybe even on the device, you'll see a text number. The link or the text, if you engage them, they'll bring you to a form that if you would complete and just send it in, it's pretty smooth. We'll be aware of this wonderful decision that you've made right now in your life. And it is wonderful. And we'll send you out a special package to support this great decision you've made in your life. Now, people are hurting. And remember, hurt people hurt people. People are at times unreliable and inconsistent. But God is good, and God is helpful, and God is for you. God has a purpose and a plan for you. Just pause and believe that. And look up to him. And the more you look up to him, the more that purpose and plan becomes visible. And ultimately, remember, you're passing through. And the the objective of that plan and the great purpose of all that is that we who are passing through will find our home, our greatest home of all homes in eternity with our Heavenly Father. So now, while you're passing through here, maybe there are words that have gotten you down Maybe people are saying things to you, about you, about or towards things you support or care about. Frustrating, hurtful, pause. Cry out to the Lord, even now. Remember to consider the source of where these words are coming from. To consider the credibility of where these words are coming from. And remember who your source is, and that is the God of eternity. And remember that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior. Let's keep moving forward. Let's keep looking up to our God. This past week, a couple of days ago, we sent out an email where we were asking uh, some questions. And really, the question we were asking was, can you let us know if you are connecting with us by coming in person or whether you're watching online. And, and really, I'm doing this because I want to increase my connectivity to those people who are watching online. Uh, There's more of an opportunity uh, in person. Um, I want to know you're there. I want, to, I want us to do all we can to care for as many people as we can. So if you could take the time to complete that question or respond to that question, or just send in a text or something, just let me know let us know. We are out there. We are watching online. Uh, So we, we know you're there and we can take some additional steps to connect with you. I'm praying for you. I miss you. I really do. To God be the glory.